You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget, to, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave a five-star review. I obviously am not Leo Merrill. I'm Sean DePaz, joined as always by Petey. Petey, how are you feeling? <laughs> well, you know what, Sean? This is a tough one. You come away with a 5 nothing loss after the way you competed last night. <laughs> Honestly, you kind of had to expect it. You had to expect yeah. their top line, McKinnon, Landis, Skog. You, you know, you got Rantanen. You figured they were to come back thinking, hey, we, we had to go to a shootout against the lowly Coyotes, and they brought it tonight. And and on top of that, Kemper, we talked about it on the show last night that, geez, against his old teams, maybe he'd come out a little shaky, and maybe he he was rock solid, made the saves he needed to, to, to make, a couple of breakaways. Um, he was good. Veggie was fine. I mean, I, I don't think goaltending was a problem for the Coyotes. That that was a good team playing good against the Coyotes, which they didn't bring their A game last night. I don't think today they were much better. Um, they were the better team for sixty minutes against the Coyotes, and and that's what happens. It's five nothing, right? Yeah, I mean, kind of like Leah said. I, I feel like coming off of the last game, uh, like I mean, coming off the last game, people were obviously pretty excited, but. If you had told people coming into this weekend that you were going to get a, even a point on the Avalanche, I don't think people would have been too too upset about that. So. Yeah, well, the week you had, Toronto Maple Leafs and Colorado back-to-back on the weekend, you're going, oh, this is going to be a tough week. If you got three points, you know how long it took me to get three points in the first 15 games this year? These are some of the best teams in the league, and you get three points. And you had glimpses of individual efforts, Kessel, Keller, Kraus, um, Veggie is starting to come into his own. I know he gave up five tonight, but that's not a five-goal game for him um, You know, on, on his performance. So you're starting to see some things come together for this team. There's still some guys that need to, to pick it up more. I mean, you need to see more out of Schmaltz, um, and they need to try to find a way to generate some offense. But but I thought, again, three points, we'll take it. Marshall Stalin, again. Every I feel like it's every show at this point. Yeah, he's unreal. Much Deep pockets, kind of like you. Deep pockets, <laughs> like Sean. It was rigged. I don't know the like I'm over the rigging. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna think in the league or the refereeing on this one. This was just yeah. I don't maybe they, the, they the league rigged. rigged it for the schedule. Maybe back yeah, to well, like Colorado. Yeah, unless yeah, unless they rigged the Avalanche having one of the deepest rosters and. In the NHL, then I don't know if we can blame the league too much on this one. But um, we can hop right into by the numbers. Not that they were much to look at. Um, the shots on goal was was the big one. We what had six in the first period. And was not not great. Um, we did manage to keep them under forty shots, like someone mentioned in the comments, which is somewhat of a, a moral victory in its own right. Right. Yeah, you know, this is a team that, that got, what, 47 shots last night, shots on goal. 32, we, we I guess you see you held them to 32. I know when you're inside the coach's room, you want to see that number under 30. You're looking 25, 28 max. Um, the Coyotes, you look at 20 shots on goal versus Toronto, they had 18. Um, through the second period, you were looking at the first 15 minutes of the second period, they had three shots the entire period, and a little flurry at the end between Kraus, Fisher, Roussel, um, were able to get a few more shots in the second. But again, dominated on the shots on goal again. The power play, they they gave the abs, what was it yesterday? Was it 0 for 6? 
or over five. Over oh for, oh for five, I believe. Yeah. Oh, five. So they're one for eight. You, you can't give the Colorado Avalanche eight power plays, right? Yeah. They're, they're, it's just they're too dangerous, too good. Um, faceoffs again. I think the 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 Avalanche's numbers were both games that early they were strong and the and the Coyotes kind of battled back on that number. So I mean it's it wasn't a, a telltale sign of the game the faceoffs, but the shots on goal. I felt Colorado kind of took their foot off the gas in the third. They had twenty four shots through two. They only had eight shots in the third period. I kind of thought, you know, they said okay, we. I, I don't want to say they 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 backed off, but they they didn't put the hammer down like they did in the first two periods. Yeah, um, I mean, it was obviously that that what that five on three opportunity near the beginning of the game that that started the the scoring for um, started the scoring for Colorado, and it did, did not get any better from there. I mean, I feel like it's kind of been the story of the the year for the Coyotes in the second period. Normally, doesn't go their way, and that's exactly what happened tonight. What was three yeah, goals in the second? You said it. It's when the momentum changed in this game was early on the penalties. I mean, you gave him a five on three. You got Galchenyuk took a slashing right after right after um, Kessel takes the the misconduct penalty. We still don't know what that was. We're gonna have to ask Craig because he's closer to the action there. And then um, Moser takes a high sticking penalty, giving him a five on three. You cannot give that team a five on three. There's the five players on the ice are are all potential all stars. There are gonna be a couple Hall of Famers out there. You you can't give him a five on three. Look at Liam Merrill. Yeah, from the Santa Monica. From Santa Monica work, 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 Kalia. Yeah, yeah, We're right. Well, we got to work. We got Cardinal oh. stuff all weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. While we're at it, we'll, we have Leah in. Can can we show what Leah is up to right yeah, now? Yeah. So we're over here enjoying a nice five nothing loss for the Coyotes, uh, slaving away, and Leah is hanging out in Los Angeles. In front of the most beautiful stadium in North America <laughs> with on the, a nice little road trip. The PHNX Cardinals crew over there getting ready to cover the playoff game on Monday night against the Rams. Yeah. So look for uh, all their coverage at gophnx.com. They got a lot of stuff going on this weekend. Keep an eye on their socials and on the website because it's going to be exciting leading up to the playoff game. 100%. And Speaking of playoff football, we'll digress oh, yeah. out of the hockey for a minute. Sean from Buffalo, how'd your game go today? It was one of the most enjoyable football games I have ever watched. Um, they, I mean, they scored. They were the first team in the wild card era to score on their first five possessions, to score touchdowns on their first five possessions. It was, un, it was an unbelievable performance. I think that I don't even the final score ended up being like forty-seven to who cares because it was a absolute wow. blowout. Um, they exercise like 20 years of demons of the Patriots and Bill Belichick just kind of owning us. So it was, it was pretty good. I'm glad the game went the way it did because it was over in the second quarter. And so I didn't really have to miss anything once the, the Oats game came on. Um, but it was, it was pretty, pretty nice. I cannot lie. Getting without getting too far off. Where, where do they go next? Like who's up next for the Buffalo Bills? So it depends on the result of the Chiefs Steelers game. If the Chiefs win that game, then the Bills will go to um, to Kansas City, which is too era, not a tough place to play. Yeah, not exciting. Uh, that's where the AFC Championship game was last year, and the Bills obviously did not win that. And then um, if the Chiefs lose and the Steelers win, they will host the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, oh, wow. who looked pretty good today. So. I mean, I would definitely rather have the Bengals, but yeah, yeah oh, take the Bengals sure. at home and take the over because Joe Burrow yeah. was in fuego today. Yeah, he looked he looked very good. Well, and I know there's more playoff football ahead, right? And that's what we got yeah, all weekend. We and a couple of games tomorrow, the and then and then the big one on Monday night with the Cardinals in Los Angeles. I hope um, it goes better than this one. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Phoenix or the the Valley teams need to 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 get right. Um, but getting back to hockey, should we go get into your your keys of the game? Not that yeah. the Coyotes Let's really really follow today. them. Yeah, these get hard sometimes because I wanted to say just veggie, veggie, veggie. If if they had a chance, it was going to be Vimelka had to stand on his head again. But no penalties, and that's where the game started off. That's where their first goal was. They were in the box again, five on three. It turned the tide. I don't know if that's that's the complete reason. Clearly, I mean, the, the Colorado's better. They're better, so you just can't give them a man advantage several times in a game. Have to get to Darcy Kemper. One thing I was hoping that they could get, you know, rebounds, second opportunities, screens, tips, maybe get in his kitchen a little bit, um, and maybe rattle him a little bit on his return to Gila River. 
I thought they made it really easy. There were only a few grade A opportunities the entire game against Darcy Kemper, um, and that wasn't good enough um, to get him off his game. He was solid, probably the best he's played in the last three weeks. So that's a good sign for Colorado. And then Veggie needed to be the star of the game. He, he was he was all right, made some really big saves. It was just that team was so much better tonight. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I mean, like we talked about with the, the, the numbers, like they just didn't really, did not really have any shots and, and the scoring started on the, on the power, power play that they gave the Coyotes or that they gave the Avalanche. So it was, like I said, did not do a great job at, at following your keys to the game. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is you talk about those keys to the game and, and believe me, when, when I used to be in there, we'd finish our video meetings off with the last thing we would say before they'd leave the room, which we would put up keys to the game. Like it, it, it might not be as silly as these. Ours are a little, you know, you, you got to make sure the third guy's high on your four check and, and those type of things. But we still did the keys of the game. Sometimes you're just going to lose. I mean, Colorado is yeah. better. They're a better team with better players. Their window right now to win the Stanley Cup is wide open. This is the year they were pre- picked preseason favorites to win the Cup. Um, the Cavities from management all the way down, knew this was a rebuilding season. So, no, are we surprised it was a 5 nothing loss? No. We were more surprised last night. But it just shows you when everybody's on board and everybody's working hard and everybody's playing for each other, and on top of that, you get good goaltending, this team can win games. And you won games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you took one of the best teams in the league to a shootout within a period of 48 hours. So, Yes, it's something to build on. And you're seeing some of your young players like J.J. Mosier had a great um, couple of games here. Um, Kolya Chonak played well. You see some of the future players that are on the back end, both under 22 years old. You see the future maybe is, is coming. Dylan Gunther, the, there was a tweet today from the PHNX account from Dylan Gunther getting a big goal in the, in the Western League. Um, the kid can score. So the future is coming. Look at Josh Doan again today. He's not only is he leading all freshmen in the NCAA in scoring, all freshmen nationwide, he's seventh in all of the NCAA in scoring. So there are some bright spots for this Coyote team. They're just not right now. And that's, I know it's hard. What, what are we through? Was that game 75 tonight? No, it wasn't. Game 36. But it, it is good to see that there are. There is hope, and, and with the draft picks they're getting now and with the trade deadline coming up in a few weeks, there are more draft picks coming and a better opportunity. Either they're going to use some of those to move up higher in the draft or they're going to trade some of the players they have now to increase their amount of picks. The future, again, depending on how they draft and develop, man, you know, I, I'm a, I know people, people are surprised here that I'm a little bit of a pessimist, <laughs> but, but when I look at what's possible here, and what the pieces they're putting together, both in the American League and in junior and through the draft picks. And if a player like Clayton Keller can continue to to improve his game and be a real leader, man, that this this could be the path to some good things. Well, only time will tell, but I, I'm gonna try to stay hopeful. For sure. I mean, I think it's I think it was Bees that mentioned in a couple of shows kind of the parallels between this team and the Suns. And I mean I know Valley fans suffered for a while with the Suns. It, it was dark, but I mean, you look at where they are now with a homegrown talent like Devin Booker, i.e. Clayton Keller. They they brought in pieces. I mean, I feel like we've seen like positives, hope from Prosvitov and and Veggie. So like the future for the for goaltending looks somewhat bright at the very least. Like there's definitely reasons to be hopeful. Um, and I mean. I know it's kind of the, the rebuild reminder, but like the, every loss gets us closer to a chance of, of potentially picking up a, another franchise piece. So there's always that you can kind of hang your hat on. Yeah, that's what's hard now, and it's 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 we've gone through this roller coaster the entire season of of you want to win, you want your team to compete, you want to be in games, but you really understand what the plan is is to get that draft pick, and you. You know, you, you look across the standings and with Montreal struggling as bad as they've been the last few few months, you, there's no way you would thought you'd be in the basement with the Stanley Cup finalist from last season. And now you're coming into a game on Monday. And we'll preview it now because this is huge. Like they're, they're one point apart, even games right now. 
the race for right starts on Monday and, and it's hard it to say people going to Gila river are going to be sitting there rooting for the red, white, and blue for Montreal. But this is a game that could separate them on, enough that down at the end of the year, you looked at, you know, when Buffalo played um, Arizona in Buffalo for the, the Eichel McDavid sweepstakes, Buffalo fans were cheering for Arizona. And, and yes, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. Let, let's cheer for our home team tomorrow and, and hope that the ping pong balls fall the right way when it happens. But, um, yeah, the, this Monday game has turned into a kind of a big deal that the two o'clock matinee right before the Cardinals game leads you right into it, to, to, you know, the toilet bowl. And we'll, we'll break it down tomorrow on a podcast so we can talk a lot of Montreal Canadian hockey. I know everybody's excited to hear <laughs> about the battle for last. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that y'all have mentioned on the show before, but like this team is going to, is probably going to get worse once the trade deadline comes so it's i know we're we're hanging around with some of these these big teams at least recently but um i feel like that the prospects in terms of the tank they'll, they'll only improve as the season goes on um should we get into our our kings yeah kings of, of the, the game, game? King, which one do you want to king sportsbook app king of the game on his birthday how <laughs> birthday holler Happy birthday to Howler. The big you, celebration there. A lot birthday? of mascots in, in the building today. Howler. Sparky was there. I know. I saw Sparky the... in a hockey gear. The, the, yeah. Usually the Sparky football Sparky, but now it's hockey. I didn't, I guess they had to have a Sparky right. hockey, but it was kind of neat seeing Sparky hockey. ASU has such clean hockey jerseys too, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but, I'm, but I'm how come so them. many? Like just like their football team too. They got so yeah. many sweaters. It's unbelievable. Right. What a budget. Well, let's get to the other king of the game that we had tonight. Our real king of the game. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Co-king of the game. Alex Galchenyuk playing in his 600th career game. And really, that was his highlight. And we'll leave it at that, that he played 600 career games. He's a guy that he's, you know, he's been able to get back into the league. He loves it here. He's trying to find his way offensively still. Um, you know, he's He's been in a lineup with injuries, with health, and just healthy scratch. But he got his 600th game tonight. So happy for him. And he has our DraftKings Sportsbook app, king of the game. That he is. I mean, it was a pretty tough game, but at least we have, at least there's some kind of accomplishment uh, tonight. Um, but speaking of DraftKings, uh, we talked about it a little bit already. The NFL playoffs are here. Um, and DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer, counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. If you bet just $5 to win 208, you win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? And I mean, you can't do this anymore, but there was the Hammer the Over promotion, which I was in on. And did you get I on did that? Get I did get a little bit of money on that. Um, I The over would have hit anyways if DraftKings wasn't so generous um, to lower it. But um, even so, the 56 to 1 odds is for new members. But if you're a, not a new member, you can still get in on, get in on some of the fun um, with same game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Um, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want, um, which I know all too well. Um, but <laughs> download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Like I said, uh, bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. That's 21, 21 plus only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Wow, Sean. Take a deep breath, <laughs> grab a beer. Yeah, That's right. impressive. That's a That's, lot going on. There is a lot going on. I, uh, I have a lot more respect for Leah now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard. Not that I didn't to begin with. but It is hard. I tell you what, it's hard. And I tell you what, DraftKings, when I stick to hockey, everything's fine. When I try to stray off into college football or NFL, <sighs> things get a little wonky. I mean, we'll, we'll just really quick, we're talking about the tank watch with Montreal coming up. And 
Arizona with 20 points, Montreal with 19 points. Just ahead of them is Ottawa, but Ottawa's only played 30 games right now. Ottawa is losing in Edmonton 3-1 to one at the end of the second period. They're sitting at 22 points, so that will take up one of their games in hand on the Coyotes. And Seattle is also losing to the LA Kings, and they're sitting at 24 points, four points ahead of the Arizona Coyotes right now. So the tank watch to me right now is Seattle, Ottawa, Arizona, and Montreal. Those are the four teams that uh, seem to be fighting it out for the right to draft Shane Wright and see how the ping pong balls fall and the lottery's coming up. Big draft day coming up for this franchise before too long. And PHX will be there the entire way. Let's get one good news on the weekend since we're talking about hockey. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about ASU because we had a we had the ASU coach on before they had a chance to play Rochester in Institute of Technology, RIT in Rochester, yep. New York. Um, they needed two wins. They had to stay if they want to have a chance to to get into the NCAA playoffs. They needed two wins, and they beat RIT twice, two to one uh, yesterday, and they beat them five to one today. They still have a chance. I mean, it's it's still a rough road. They've got Mankato State two weeks from now in Mankato, and they're the number one team. Oh, it's not Mankato State anymore. It's Minnesota State of Mankato. Uh, Minnesota State, they're number one team in the country, and they go to Mankato t- two weeks from now, and they got to get at least one win. I think if they beat them twice in Mankato, I think they're in the NCAA tournament. I think they're in. If they win one, it'll be tight. It'll be really tight. So we'll be following the ASU club and and i know their hopes were to make that tournament from the beginning of the season and they're playing better now than they did at the beginning so they're at least coming into the tournament with some momentum so we'll be watching that a few weeks from now too um and the road runners we had the road runners the road runners were road runners were losing to stockton two nothing i don't know if i have the update on the stockton score it's three nothing to Stockton. Stockton's leading the Pacific Division. The Roadrunners are having a tough time right now, but if you look at their roster, yeah. it's, they're all here. It's a, what? A ECHL roster, basically? Yeah, they're all here in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, you got if you're losing, if the Coyotes lose their defense, so do the Roadrunners, because they're all yep. here. And Ivan Prozvatov's on the bench right now, too, so they're missing their number one goaltender. Um, so it's not a big surprise that they're having a little blip in the road, too, but I'm sure Jay and Jay Verity's up here, too. So I don't know if he's if he went back to coach that game or... Uh, I should ask. Should have asked their staff. I didn't see him on the bench today. I only saw um, Phil Housley on TV. But yeah. you know, they're a team that I think when they have their full roster, they can compete. Um, unfortunately, with the injuries and COVID that has gone on here, and with the addition of the taxi squad, they've had to struggle a little bit um, and have to deal deal with their roster changes of all the guys that get called up here. So it's been yeah. difficult. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think one of the things that you've touched on before is that when. It's not when you get guys that get added to the COVID list. It's not just the the NHL roster that gets affected. It's the AHL roster. It's the AHL coaching staff. It's it's literally it, the effects of it are so far reaching that it's 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 pretty tough. Um, just I have to acknowledge a couple of these comments real quick. First off, I'm ASU <laughs> till I die. I'm wearing I'm wearing one of our PHNX shirts yeah. right now. Forks up. I've got another lovely one. Forks up. We got Leah Uve, and there, there are so many ASU representatives at PHNX. Yeah, man, that concrete <laughs> school just turns them out, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, we're <sighs> just we're just different. We're just built like that. Um, but um, speaking of PHNX, um, like I said, I'm wearing a a, a clean you yeah. uh, or ASU shirt. There is also if. You are one of those kinds of people. You're uh, you support the school down south. There is a, a I cannot lie a pretty a pretty yeah, sweet one. back VA T-shirt that got released about a week or so ago. Um, that will be shipping soon. So I would yeah, if you are a U of A person, get on that. But we also have our super clean um, Cody the Cody. Coyote shirt. I know you're wearing our. What did what did you what were you calling I, that? Shirt? I don't Grateful know. Dead Craig shirt? calls it the Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah, I, I don't know what I call it. I, I don't know. I like it, yeah, but I, be- I believe those are restocking soon. Um, yeah, so head to the PHNX locker today and pick up a sticker pack for $5 or any t-shirt uh, for $29.99. And you will be, I, I say this with a hundred percent confidence, the best looking person that you or anyone else knows, because these shirts are just that good. And they're incredibly comfortable. Like They're good shirts. I, I will say that. 
I, I I've said this before. I did, I not I don't know what I was expecting, but like these are they're soft. They're like they're they're very very nice shirts. Uh, so like I said, head over to the phnxlocker.com. Get yourself a t-shirt. Yeah, and you get your uh, Cardinals gear too with playoffs coming up. You got to get your yes. Cardinals gear. Yes, we just really just for cool Cardinal shirts. Yeah, just released a new uh, Bird Gang t-shirt that looks pretty dope. Um, the Cardinal shirts, all of the shirts are really good. The Sun shirts are really cool. Um, I definitely have to make. I recently made like a, a like a purchase of like five shirts, so I have to go back and and buy a few more. I know I'm there <laughs> I too. I go shirts. through waves. I can't yeah. help it. And Christmas, and, I everybody got their PHNX gear for Christmas, but yep. Yep, and we're just going to keep adding to it. So make sure you check that out uh, frequently. Um, you have any Yote shirts still? In yes, the they lead? are still in the lead. Are they? They okay, are. I was, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a surprise. I th- I do think, especially the one you're wearing, is like is my favorite shirt. I was sad that when I went on my little shopping spree that they were sold. That out. it was gone. Yeah. Well, I've, I've stocked up. I've got them all. I got all all the Cody's. I can't believe I have a purple Cody. Like that's not me, but I've. I wear it. I got my purple Cody rocking the purple Cody. I just got a text from Craig kind of give everybody an update. Cause I know everybody's just anxiously awaiting Craig Morgan's arrival. Um, he finished his interviews. He was in the elevator and he's waiting to get a video clip as he's actually been in position for about five, six minutes here waiting. And now he's just going to join because he's not getting the video clip that he was hoping for. So I think he's coming in. I think right. we, the long awaited arrival of of I know, Craig, of Craig Morgan. I've, I've mentioned to you before that he introduced himself by like his full name to me. I was like, "Hi, I'm Sean." He's like, "Hi, Craig Morgan. Nice to meet you." <laughs> He's got one of those names though, right? I'm <laughs> yeah, Craig Morgan. Craig Morgan. <laughs> Craig Morgan. Somebody said that to me today. Like he should be like James Bond. Morgan. Craig Morgan. Craig Morgan. So Were you? Uh, have you been a Ted Lasso person at all? You know, I haven't. I've tried it. I, I'm going to go back to it. Just so much on. Like, I have so much sports right now. I don't have time to get yeah. into the another series right now. I guess I'll have to. It's it's I very it's good, great. but there is a journalist in the show that introduces himself by his full name, and then he says, like, the, the independent. So I would. I feel like every time Craig introduces himself, just be Craig Morgan, PHNX. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm on it. I'm on it soon. <laughs> soon. I got to wait, wait, wait till football player show, and I'll try another series. I don't want to give people what I'm watching. Now, where is he is discount Clark? And he said he's joining. Like he literally has been standing in this room for almost 10 minutes waiting for this little piece of video. Just <laughs> get on the show. Like here, like, I don't know. And I don't know why he can't connect now. Like he's, he's a professional at this. Oh uh, boy. I, I see. This is my first time and I had no problems getting on. Craig's been I, doing this. Craig's been I doing know. this longer than I've even been with the company. So while we're waiting for Craig, we've got Montreal on Monday. As we've already talked about, it's the it's the basement bowl or the battle for right or the toilet bowl, whatever you want to call it. And then the next day on Tuesday, they jump on a plane and they head to the East Coast. And it is going to get much tougher. They got Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Sean, take it away. All right. We have a special arrival. That's great. He, he survived the elevator ride. <laughs> that is, is that your doing, Sean? It is my doing. I was, I was a little bored fantastic. this morning and I threw it together. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is really nice. It Why is. It's always about the elevator. Like, okay, how long is it going to be tonight before it comes down to the to the to the uh, service level? Good it's unbelievable. Lord. That's like our life right now, Craig. We just sit and wait for you to get up on the elevator. As clearly, <laughs> the people watching do too are just waiting for you. Um, tell us about your post game. Uh, it was pretty quick, actually. We had I went to Abs instead of Coyotes tonight, <laughs> so got a little bit of Miko Rantanen uh, talking about how they just sort of zeroed in more on their defensive focus. It really wasn't a matter of making any adjustments for the Coyotes. It was just a matter of really kind of paying attention and competing. And they did that tonight. They were they were really strong. I, I didn't think the Coyotes had much of anything. They didn't have any sniffs at the net. And then. Of course, we got Darcy Kemper. Um, I'm still awaiting the uh, audio from that interview, hoping that the Avalanche send it to me soon. The Coyotes have already sent out there, so props to the Coyotes media relations yeah, way to go. staff. Colorado PR guys, not like, getting beat by the, 
by the Coyotes right. on that account. You know, and the, the Colorado's their best players were their best players. And yeah. when when your team relies on your stars, like many of the top teams do, Boston, Pittsburgh, Washington, Colorado, when your best players are not your best players, it's when you can compete against them. And they 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 come down to earth and become a little more human. When those players play well, wow, they're a tough team to beat. And those three, not only are they high skill and fast, they're big. That is a big physical line and they can just dominate on the ice when they're good they're really good and i don't know if there is a better line in hockey right now i just don't boston's got some nice players but this might not might be this is the best line i think in hockey right now miko retinen was just a, a force tonight he was a force in this game nathan mckinnon always is he's like a bull out there it just has a will to get to the net but he put him with a player like Miko Renan. My God, what a, what a line! You're right, PD. I just I, I agree with you. I think this is the best line in hockey right now, and they are they are terrifying when they're on their game. There's really very little that you can do to combat that kind of skill and size and speed. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's one of the things that this organization has missed since the days of Roland and Kachuk, where you could throw a player over the boards and go, okay, they they might score. You know, you you could throw McDavid and Drysaddle into that. Oh, every time they're on the ice, there is a threat to score. That line, when they're on the ice, you go, uh-oh, we could give one up here. The Coyotes haven't had not only not a full line of that, they haven't had a player like that. I guess Taylor Hall a little bit. I know Phil Kessel's had some some nice games, and Clayton Keller can score goals. I'm not saying they don't have talented players. I'm saying that they have a guy that legitimately, when he steps on the ice, goes, oh, shit this guy might score right. and, and they haven't had that. And this team doesn't have just one. They have a complete line of it. And then, Oh, by the way, we'll just throw Kadri out on the second line because he can do the same thing. Um, and that's why this is an elite team because they are deep enough. They have scoring throughout their lineup. And I wish for this organization at one point, again, in the near future, they get a guy that they can go, Oh, okay, we need a goal. Let's get this guy on the ice. And, and yeah. it's just been too, too long. Yeah, especially up the middle, right? I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but I think the last franchise center they had is Jeremy Roenick, and that's 20 years ago that we're talking. And even then, when Roenick got here, he wasn't the same player that he was in Chicago after that knee injury. I mean, I watched him as a Blackhawk, and he was he was an unbelievable player at that point. He was still really good when he got here, but to have a player like Nathan McKinnon, everything just filters down from the top of the lineup. Then guys can slot into the right positions and – it's just it, it changes games and it, it it gives you a chance to win cups. You don't win cups without players like that at the top of your lineup. But it happens by having a 48 point season. That's where <laughs> this path began for this team. They had 48 points. Now, will the Coyotes get to 48 points? Uh, I don't know. We're sitting at 20 right now and we're not at the halfway point. So if my math is correct. That's going to be a tough hill to climb. But the point is, you need to be bad before you can be good. So you you get a 48-point season and you have a couple of drafts. You draft some really great players and look where you are. And I think if Darcy Kemper can play like this, if Darcy can play like this, this team has a chance. Look who's here. I know. She's on. The, she's at the Santa Monica Pier. Santa right Monica Pier. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You're riding the Ferris wheel right now, Leah? <laughs> I wonder if she can handle the heights. I, I don't know. Wait, we yeah. didn't talk about it. Is it roller coaster? Is she a roller coaster or a Ferris wheel? I'd rather do the Ferris wheel than the roller coaster. But that's me. I, Slow it down. I don't like heights, so whatever is I've been on the I've been on the Santa Monica roller coaster. I yeah. do not do the, the yeah. Ferris yeah. wheel. I'm yeah. not a heights person. I'd rather this, just be over quick. There's really not much of the Santa Monica pier that's scary in terms of rides. I mean, like no. there's nothing like compared to you know six flags or something like that. It's pretty tame. But that's a good spot just to be right on the ocean. I like that there. Spencer yeah. just said Vegas didn't have to be bad to be good, but they literally drafted an entire team. They didn't just draft <laughs> one guy. Here's the thing with Vegas is nobody thought they were going to be that good when they drafted that team. Most people looked at that team and said, eh, be okay at best. And then some guys just turned into players that nobody saw coming, like William Carlson. Scoring just 40, so. Carlson. Goals. Yeah. They threw a bunch of guys together. It was a great mix of players, and now they have become a perennial um powerhouse in that division so gonna have to pay the piper soon uh, unfortunately coming. the coyotes cannot yeah. go through the expansion draft that would help them if they could take a player <laughs> off every team but i don't think Bettman's gonna go for that one so yeah any I luck on your video Craig? 
No, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, the Avs uh, really slow here. I, and I was told uh, pr- pretty quickly after the game, the Coyotes have sent out all their things and the Avs haven't gotten theirs out yet. So, Well, I know you're waiting for Kemper, but Kemper's – and here was one of the things I thought coming into the game is we, he's a guy that – We'll say struggle. Struggle is a mighty word. He played really well for this organization, for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, he's single-handedly put the team on his back to beat the Nashville Predators in the bubble to get the opportunity to play Colorado in, in the next round of the playoffs. He didn't play his best against his old team, the Minnesota Wild. It was one of the teams, for some reason, he didn't match up well against, and he yeah. gave up goals against him. He had a hard time beating the Wild. and He got injured. Just, <laughs> he got injured on that big blowout loss in the third period, missed him for, for months after that game. So I was wondering tonight how he would face this team, if there would be any of those similar issues like if he would be in his head or if he you know one thing about goaltending if you get inside a goalie's head things can happen and he's playing against a lot of his old teammates his old friends in an old familiar building um for a team that traded him so maybe there was that maybe i was thinking there might be a chance that he might be a little bit off his game and get a little bit rattled and it was exactly the opposite he was more dialed in than i've seen him play with this team um, throughout this season it felt like you weren't going to score on him. Even some of those ones that like Kraus got in, I know Kraus, the puck got away from Kraus's stick, but then he he, he gets a, a piece of it right before it gets to Kemper. Kemper kicks the leg out. Um, the tip from the blue line, I thought, oh, it's going to go tweener on him. Um, nope, closes the pads. He looked really solid tonight. This is a great sign for this team right now that he can get this kind of momentum at this time of year. I know on the calendar, it's already middle of January. I know they have a lot of games left, but this is exciting for that team to get him to this level of play. Yeah, PD, we've talked about this too with Kemp's. It it doesn't really matter. I mean, you you want to be on some sort of role going into the postseason, but all that really matters for him is how he performs in the playoffs because that's how Colorado is going to be measured now. They're going to be there. They're going to be in the dance, but they've got to make a deep run. As you know, as we we're talking with Jesse Montano, they got to get at least to the Cup Finals this year for this to be considered a successful season, and he's going to be a big part of that. Goaltending has hurt them in the past. Um, you mentioned uh, his play tonight, and, and I agree with you on a couple of those saves. Uh, yeah, Eric Johnson did break up that Lawson Kraus breakaway just as he got to the net. But I, I think you mentioned all of the scoring chances that the Coyotes had in this game too, PD, because they yeah. just they didn't generate anything no. against this team tonight. Yeah, you know, I tried to look at their grade A chances, and I don't. I'm just casually. I didn't go back and review the game. They're under ten. Yeah. I mean, I, I would. I had them at six or seven. You can't win like that. You can't as a, as a as a coaching staff. You want to keep your opponent under, you know, somewhere 14, 15, 16 chances against. If you get seven chances against, that you better be putting that game in the win column. And there just weren't many. Led Bushkin had a one timer from the top of the circle, but really no screen, no tip. Um, there just wasn't a big, big threat. They had a nice passing play early with with Kessel and Gostas Bear had a good shot on net. But again, you're right. It, it wasn't a huge body of work for for Darcy Kemper tonight. Um, but that's the game he's got to play. He gets a breakaway on a shorthand, a shorthanded breakaway again. Got to make those saves, right? Like that, that's the game he's going to have to play for this team often for Colorado. He's going to get games where they are out shooting the opponents badly and he's just going to have to make two or three big saves so i think it's 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 how colorado is going to win most often you know when they're playing these lower echelon teams i mentioned this in a tweet so i guess i should at least bring it up although we won't want to get into a deep discussion about it right now but you saw all the goalies you've seen all the goalies that have come through here pd um where does he rank among the, the best goalies in Coyotes history? And by the way, before you answer that, it's really interesting to note that none of those guys were drafted by the Coyotes. I mean, Nikolai Habibulin at least was a Winnipeg Jets draft pick, but once they got to Arizona, they have not drafted an elite goaltender. No, and it's too bad because he had in that time since they've been in Arizona, they had two first-round goaltender picks. And so one of those two guys you would have thought not only would be the franchise goalie for a decade, you would hope they at least played – for the freaking team, like both of those goalies, I think like uh, Patrick DeRocher, I don't know if he ever played. He played a few for the hurricanes, but he was under 10, 12 games. And Mark Visenton, I think he ended his career with one. Um, so having said that, the list is, it's an interesting list. Cause if you, if you go over the whole body of work, you gotta look at a guy like Curtis Joseph, but he wasn't the best coyote goalie. He might've no. been the best goalie that played for the coyotes. Um, 
Uh, Nikolai Hobby Bullen's got to be right towards the top of the list because of his playoff appearances. Mike Smith, to me, it, it's it's one season. It's 2012. He was undefeated in February, and he takes him to the Western Conference Final. He has to be included in that. But Sean Burke took him to the playoffs several times. Brzezgalov took him out of a, a bad situation, thinking, oh, he, this is going to be a team that misses the playoffs desperately. And he gets him to the playoffs against Detroit. Yeah. Um, Dubnik takes his and rejuvenates his career here. There's so many. Brian Boucher sets an NHL record that I don't think will be beaten maybe ever. You know, the yeah. five consecutive shutouts. I know Bush wasn't the, the overall best goalie here, but five consecutive shutouts at the National Hockey League level. That's yeah, not going to again. No. So, and then, then you got Mike Smith, with who turned in one of the best playoff performances I've ever seen ever from a goaltender. Against uh, the Blackhawks. So. Yeah, yeah, and and the Nashville Predators. Yeah, yeah. he was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. Absolutely insane. And so does Kemp's. Kemp's gets on the list, but I don't think he's near the top. I just get there are one of these things this franchise has been able to do is find a goalie that's either on his way out or in the American League or a number two or yeah. in the case of Sean Burke, who is towards the end of his career and find a way to give him a new jump start. And it's happened so many times. And sometimes that's the way you have to do it, too. Goalies are so weird, right? The way they develop. You just don't know how long it's going to take for a guy to develop. Sometimes it's almost better. And I think some GMs take this approach sometimes where you you wait and see what's out there. Wait and see what the guy's going to do because they develop. Like, you know, they come into their prime so much later than other players. They might become free agents. They might become available right before it. And you might might have a sense that a guy's ready to take the next step like the Coyotes have done with, with several players. Even Antti Ranta, you didn't know that he was going to be injury prone the way that he was, but it looked like he was ready to be a number one goalie. And, and when he was in the net, which wasn't nearly often enough, he was an elite goaltender. His numbers for the coyotes are actually better than Darcy Kemper's. He just couldn't stay healthy long enough to get on any kind of consistent run. And that's too bad. And that's what the expectations were when they got anti Ranta. It was a guy that was going to take over that number one job for an extended period of time. And unfortunately, you're right. And I, some of that, you know, he's a smaller guy and he has to be incredibly athletic and flexible. And he's got a lot of movement to get around that net to cover all that ground. And unfortunately, when you play like that, you're you're more prone to get injuries. And, and that's what's happened to him literally throughout his entire career, which is too bad. Look at all the names that are coming out. Abisher, Ald, wow. Michael Telquist came up. They're wow! So Look at you guys old. pulling them out. Have we they going through the just the Zach list of Burke? Anybody who played go for the Coyotes? Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Abisher. There are a lot of one and duns here. What was that David Lenavu? Yeah. Remember that one from Cornell? Um, there, there's been a lot of goalies. I remember like it. I remember enjoying talking to Robert Ash too. He was a character. He was one of the more enjoyable goalies that's ever come through here. And of course, Brizzy. Brizzy was. He's got to be one of the best interviews you ever had. Brizzy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was nuts too. Like, hey, you had no idea what he was talking about half the time, but he was always worth sticking a mic in front of him because he's probably going to say something interesting. Yeah, but it's funny with him. It was just a big game. It was a big joke to talk to the media. Like, he he would read philosophy on the team bus. Like, he was an incredibly <laughs> he might be the smartest goalie we've ever had here. And, we should get Brizzy on the show at some point just to just let him riff. It was. It was just he wanted to say things that made people go, is he serious? Is he crazy? That was the game. He, he just enjoyed being yeah. that guy. And he thought it was funny. And he said, oh, watch, watch this. And it was just. That's exactly it, too. He played the media so many times. Yeah. Yeah. But he could play. Yeah. Do you remember the, the monkeys in space thing? I, I, I mean, we should just play that as greatest what, part of the greatest hits. It was just nuts. Yeah, Dude, I, why, why you have to be so mad? <laughs> I miss Brizzy. It was a great interview. I'm thinking I'm giving up on the. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm giving up on the abs because they still haven't gotten around to the video. So let me just recap. Listen, Darcy Camber is a great guy, but as you know, Petey not a great interview he, he's yeah. never been a great interview and i think this is why his teammates love him so much anytime you ask him a question about himself it, he goes back to we well we're playing well as a team right now so it's great you know you couldn't you can't get him to zero in on himself ever the only like personal question i was able to ask him tonight is how his dog rogue is adjusting to denver and he said he likes the snow so that is that's as much as i got out of darcy tonight but you're right. I mean, if, if he can, uh, again, I don't think he was tested all that much, but if you have performances like this, this is going to carry this team a long way because there's just so much firepower. You just need, you don't need elite goaltending. You just need above average goaltending if you're Colorado and you can go far in the playoffs. 
And with him, you brought up a really good point. He's a he's a he's a good goaltender. He's an above average goaltender, but he's an above average elite teammate. It is yeah. what you yeah. said about it's it's we. If hey, if there's a problem and a goal goes in, it's me. I yeah, I should then. And I've seen so many goalies. But no, uh, 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 <laughs> where they give the this one yeah. to the defense when they raise their arms and the body language. And we just talked guy, about a couple guy. of them. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a few on that list. Yeah. Um, see, Mike Smith were two guys who would do that too often. You know that, that raising well, the yeah. shoulders and looking at your defenseman. It's not. You're not a. It's better to say it was me. I, I got to make that save. Mark Andre Fleury did that all the time even if you shouldn't have that save he'd say i should have had that save and this team needs that kind of a goaltender they need a guy that's going hey that's my fault i got to be better and i think that that's one of the pieces that this team has missed for a while and maybe this is going to be the difference once the playoffs start you know this is a team you thought was going to get past vegas last year and they just missed yeah maybe this is the one piece that they need to get over the hump and they once they get over the hump look out because this team team is dangerous so we'll see what happens with him. So before we sign off here, I got to ask Sean, how you feeling? Sean oh, is a Bills fan in case nobody, everybody well, we had it. by now, right? Everybody, okay, yeah, you already talked about this. How you yeah, feeling? Yeah, we talked about it. I feel amazing. It was, like <laughs> I, I, I've mentioned, they, they exercised like 20 years of demons. The Patriots just <laughs> owning us. So it, uh, it felt good. I'm hoping the cards can do something similar to the Rams this weekend or this Monday. Um, but it it was... I, at a certain point, part of me almost felt bad for the Patriots. They just like they looked so defeated. Wait a minute! <laughs> no such thing as a football fan unless you're a don't Patriots fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. teams that good grief, they've won enough, Uncle. Yep. Yeah, no, okay I, I, they they, I just, I didn't actually feel bad for them. It was one of the most enjoyable football games we've ever watched. But like I said, I hope, I hope I, I hope I see the pain that I saw in their face in the face of the Rams on Monday. Because a, a dream for me would be a, a Rams Cardinals Super Bowl, because then I win either way, or a Bills Cardinals Super Bowl, because then I win either way. So, <laughs> and one more as as we've been watching the tank watch here, Craig, I've I've got the scoreboard up, the NHL scoreboard. The Senators actually went ahead of the Edmonton Oilers four to three late yeah. in the third, and the Oilers just tied it four four. So I know that the Ottawa has five games in hand, actually six yeah. because they played tonight. So. Hopefully they get some points in those six games, but we'll continue to watch the tank watch. We'll have a tank watch update tomorrow. Seattle too, right? Seattle is losing to LA. Uh, It's going to be those four teams and they're going to be fighting it out and we get to talk. Craig and I will have an audio only sometime in the next 24 hours about the Montreal Canadiens matchup and talking more about the, yeah, we're going to talk to Arpin Basu of the athletic, uh, who is a, a terrific reporter and, a blunt, honest, uh, he'll give a blunt and honest assessment of the Canadians at this point. So that should be a good show. And before we go, I should mention there's probably, when it's all said and done, going to be a fifth team in the tank watch. And it's a team that is near and dear to Sean's heart. It looks like the Buffalo Sabres are climbing right back in the race. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, I mean that's what, what kind of what we expected going into the season, though, no? Yeah. Like, it doesn't come as any surprise. I yeah, mean, I last they're time, coming back to earth. We'll see. They do it every year, don't they? They have these hot starts and then they just fade completely. It's always like a month where they'll they'll come into like December or something and they'll build. I think it happened like two years in a row where they out of nowhere were like leading the NHL in the standings and then we see how it ends. Um, Yeah. Tank did not work well for them last time because I mean, they got got Eichel, but where did that end? How did that end up? Um, Hasn't really worked for them multiple times, you know? No. Buffalo has has had as many advantages in the lottery – as any team outside of Edmonton, then they just haven't done anything with it, which is just really perplexing. That's that's not a good sign for the health of an organization when you yeah. when you miss that many times. Yeah, Craig, I mean, I who knows how different it would be if the NHL didn't freeze the envelope and give Edmonton the first overall pick, and <laughs> McDavid was in Buffalo. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, mm. um, who knows? Yeah, it's not not great over there. But I have the Coyotes, who I have I have a lot more hope for. So well, let's hope the ping pong ball finally falls in the Coyotes' favor. Like finally, like Uncle, let's let's wash away all of these troubles since the 96-97 season and let's move on and let's get the ping pong ball and start over. Let's get a do-over, like a reset. Right? Come on, Uncle Gary. You really want this thing to work in the Our desert? Yeah, yeah, get, yeah, it yeah, my, get it done. Get it done. Should we throw off the punch card and see how oh no how uh, much further we, we have? 
Uh, let's see. Oh, we finished row. We, yeah, so we row. finished one more row. What is that? Oh my god, that's a lot. So when they come back from that road trip, they'll be halfway through the season. Okay. That At least we'll be so halfway. We'll be Craig, on the you got any articles coming up this week that we should be on the lookout for? You well, I'm going to write something on the lottery bowl, so you can look out for that. And uh, I'm going to have something on uh, head coach Andre Turigny as well, who will be out of COVID protocols tomorrow and be able to uh, – well, they're not. They're off tomorrow, but he'll be able to coach the team on Monday against the Canadians. Is Wedgwood coming off too? Yeah, they should – everybody's eligible. Everybody's eligible to be back for that game, but we'll, we'll have to see. You know, you yeah, know I don't think Wedgie's going to play. And, he hasn't practiced in a week. I can't imagine no. throwing him into that game. No, you although, gotta throw one of these other guys. Maybe, although, hey, maybe maybe Prozotov can actually play <laughs> a home game against a team that's not contending for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, be the first maybe, time in his career. Maybe Craig, maybe this is the perfect time to throw Scott Wedgwood. Hasn't practiced in six days. He's been sick with COVID. Let's uh, you know. That's, maybe, I see where you go with this. Maybe, maybe it's a good time to throw him into a two o'clock game without having skated for nearly eight days. Hmm. I, I like the way you think, Petey. <sighs> trying. I'm trying. <laughs> All, All right, right, boys. All right. Let's Sean. go have a Saturday night. Sean, I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you want to catch all of the wonderful articles that Craig writes, um, we have Gerald on the Suns, Johnny the Cardinals. Um, we have Mike do, doing U of A stuff. We have a, a bunch of just top notch writers over here at PHNX. Make sure you go to go phnx.com and become a member. Um, you can start with your, just your first cents, first month for just 50 cents or if you you want to join, get the, the annual membership, you get a free T-shirt. I think that's the better deal. I mean, mathematically, it is the better deal. But either way, if you want to if you want to join the family over here at PHNX, get all of our great content, um, make sure you head over to gophnx.com and subscribe. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at gophnx underscore sports. Um, of course, us at gophnx underscore um, coyotes. All of our beat accounts, uh, we just great content. We're a family. Join us. You can get in the Discord, talk to all of us about literally any of the Arizona sports, literally anything you want. Um, it's a good time in there. Um, like I said, we're a family, and we want you to be a part of it. So join us yeah. at com. And make sure you follow Leah and make sure she's working over this next three days because she's right. told me, and she told us on the show, that we're going to put all, all this social content. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Because I haven't seen, I no. didn't see anything from the fair. I haven't seen a thing from Leah. And, and I am not aware okay. of any uh, projects that we've got going on on the Santa Monica Pier either that need scouting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. look at a Rams <laughs> Cardinal coverage where they're getting down on the pier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just saying. Questionable. Questionable. So let's keep an eye on on at PHNX underscore Coyotes and at Leah Merrill. Let's see what's going on in California. So good luck to the Cardinals on Monday. And um, I guess we got a game Monday too, Craig. Yes, we do. Sean will be back matinee. Monday. I, that I will. I will be back. Um, matinee. Yeah, it's a busy day Monday for Arizona sports. I believe the Sun Devils play as well, or basketball. Um, so there will be a lot, a lot going. It'll be a long on. day. We'll be the preview yeah. to the Cardinals football game. Yes, so a little appetizer. We'll that. Maybe we'll tease that game too. <laughs> yeah. All um, right, boys. Just... All right, that that is it for all of us here at. PHNX Coyotes. You can follow me at Sean DePaz. You can follow PD at S Peters Hockey. Craig at Craig S Morgan. Uh, like I said, follow us at the the beat at PHNX underscore Coyotes, um, and they'll have a show tomorrow. And then we'll be back for our post game show for the Lottery Bowl on Monday. Deuces.